Chickity check, 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 check. One, two, Welcome three, to four, Phillip's five, six. Corner. Where everyone in this corner is Philip. Oh, that could be a new twist on the Phillip's Corner where you impersonate the person who you're asking a question to and they impersonate you. Oh, it'd be sad for everyone. I love it. This is a brand new, this is my Philip impression. This is a brand new segment called Philip's Corner. <laughs> I look deep inside of your eyes. How old am I in your view? You're, you're your current age. Okay. Yeah. I look deep inside your eyes and I ask a question. <laughs> I sound like a precocious 11-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Philip. Oh, sorry. I'm Philip. Jerry. Who's Jerry? You are. You are you're Jerry. Oh, in this situation. Who am I impersonating? Just say Jerry's... yes. Just say yes, and. Oh yes. What's the deal? <laughs> With improv. Jerry. Yes. What's a good ketchup? Ketchup or catsup? What's the deal? <laughs> that was a real Phillips type question, right? That was. Yeah. What's, that a was good I, what's a good ketchup? <laughs> good impression of me. How are the levels? I am cranking you guys up a little bit and I brought myself down a little bit. Cool. How about now? You sound like a fireman's dream. All right. Wet, just wet. <laughs> Soaking wet, never going to catch fire. Never going to wet it, never going to wet it. Never going to wet it, never going to wet it. Never going to wet it. Hi, I'm Philip. Hi, I'm Matt. First we'll have a little chat, then put on our ring of Now it's time for Next Advance. And we're here today with Drew Kirsten from My Friend's Friend's Friend. Uh, hey, Drew. How are you doing, buddy? Hi, Matt. Hi, Philip. Hi, Drew. Uh, also from a, a duo called Drew and Matt. Drew and Matt. Sometimes people call it Matt and Drew. Yeah, which is weird. It's it's slightly incorrect, but we accept it. We do. I mean, they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks for coming, Drew. Uh, you are the... Uh, well, is My Friend's Friend's Friend a huge produced show, or is it a Drew Kirsten produced show? It is a Drew Kirsten produced show that I invented... Uh, in 2012, the idea right. came in 2012 when I moved to Minnesota, moved back to Minnesota mm-hmm. as a way to meet people and improvise with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it won Improv a Go Go in the summer. Almost right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you got better, less than a year before. I, you... I think I won Improv a Go Go the first time I submitted. Like, by, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize it existed in 2012, but by 2013, I knew submitted and won. Sure. And did a run uh, then. And then I did a huge Wednesday run mm-hmm. in, later in 2013. Uh, and then I did it in one other Improvagogo, and then it took a few years off, and now it was back here in 2016. Yeah. And as always, I'm joined today by uh, Philip Simondet of Next at Bat, and also of uh, the local music scene. Yeah. It's yeah. Great, yeah. Local music scene. It's a good group. Cool. Mm-hmm. And as always, your host is uh, Matt McLeod. Uh, Philip, there's a group that uh, we're oh yeah together. Emperor Penguin. Emperor Penguin. Yeah. Just a lot of shameless self-promotion yep. in that intro. Yep. A lot, lot of that. A lot of that. Uh, all right. So, Drew, at the beginning of My Friend's Friend's Friend, you said that you were angling to you know, meet people mm-hmm. and you know, get to know some of the people in the uh, improv scene and such like that. I remember that My Friend's Friend's Friend, the concept was at least partially influenced by uh, Susan Messing from Chicago. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, Susan Messing uh, does a show that Kevin Mullaney, also in Chicago, uh, did a version of. Okay. And I'm doing a version of Kevin Mullaney's uh, show. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know Susan, but I know I, I Facebook slash semi real life know Kevin. Okay. Uh, so I asked him for permission uh, years ago uh, okay. to do a, to do a riff on the show hmm. uh, because they both do guest based shows too. Susan does messing with a friend, right. where that's just one person. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember what Kevin's is called, but it's closer to my friend's friend's friend. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you this off mic, but, uh, no, please, we have no secrets. No. Right. Uh, I remember when coming up with the name, my friend's friend's friend, you and I discussed that and there was another name and I can't remember what the other name was. Do you remember? Oof, I, I'd have to dig into my old Facebook chats. Yeah. 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 Uh, because when we were we weren't good friends yet, we were just Facebook Messenger friends. Who you By the way, people who I only know on Facebook Messenger, I'm friends with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't have all your phone numbers yet. Um, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't. Cl- we, we had we, been rehearsing a bit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We weren't text message real. Phone no, friends we weren't yet. hang out at each other's house friends yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were we were casual improv friends, right? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, there was a few different uh, punny versions of the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I had considered and then ultimately landed on the most complicated one. My friends, 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 friends. And yeah, I, uh, well, this question would have gone a lot better if you had remembered, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, I just, oh, f- f- a friend, friend of a friend of a friend. That's what it was. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty complicated. Too. That's, that's more. Because uh, I remember what we talked about specifically was marketability, yeah, uh, which is something that you're kind of known for. Not more, not kind of. You're known for uh, in the Twin Cities is to really think from a marketing angle when uh, when working with shows, uh, which is why I brought that question up. Sure, uh, because from the very beginning, before the show actually even coalesced, uh, you were already thinking about being able to market it, and we talked back and forth about. How is this going to sound coming out of a person's mouth? Hey, I'm going to the friend of a friend of a friend show mm-hmm. later tonight uh, versus my friend's, my friend's, friend's friend. friend's friend. And uh, things like that. So uh, I know you think about this stuff. Totally. So I know that your the purpose was to try to meet some people and, uh, and we can get into that in a little bit. But from a marketing standpoint, what were some of your plans with this and what have you ended up doing marketing wise? Let's see. I worked with a graphic designer, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Dillon, right away because I wanted to have some good content that I could work with. Yeah, and I've continued. Great. Yeah, I've continued to use that. The lemurs uh, over the life of it. I I do my own iterations of it, so I uh-huh. don't think Sean would approve of all of the variations I've used since. Some of them are probably a little off of his initial branding. Sure. Uh, but he did some really good work, so I knew I wanted that. I think that's important to have a fairly tight brand that you can easily sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and in this case. It's not only that I can sell to the audience, but that I can sell to people who I'm asking to do the show mm-hmm. and that I'm asking other people to do the show. Sorry, I should explain the concept. Yeah, sure. I invite yeah. a friend to improvise with me. They invite a friend and then they invite the fourth friend and we get together and we do a one-time only improv show. Right. So when I call somebody up or realistically Facebook message or text them, I need to be able to quickly say, this is what the show is. Right. So that not only they'll say yes, but also they can tell that to somebody else without me there helping them along. So it needed to be fairly tight and easy to explain. Yeah. And, and it can be like, depending on how you put this concept, it can be a clunky totally. description if you don't have it tightened up. Totally. Um, and, and that's for, like you said, for a potential guest or for, you know, a potential uh, audience member. So it, it, it is important to be able to, you know, give a quote unquote elevator speech. Totally. The, the other big marketing uh, cornerstone of this, it, when I pitched it, because the other person you're selling it to is a theater. 
if you want to do it in a theater, you need to get time there. Yeah. So I was really playing up the angle of, hey, huge Wednesdays are a great night of improv. You've got four or five groups. What are some things you can do to get more people in the door? And having one group that has a fresh cast each week, I thought would help out with that. Absolutely. Especially whenever you get some people invited to do this show who haven't necessarily gotten to perform at Huge as much. That happens uh, sometimes. Of I invite a friend, they invite a friend who might not have performed at Huge before. Well, That's Eric really Thompson, cool. for example, yeah. uh, who had, I believe, never done long form. Yeah, dude, dude's yeah. been improvising for years, had never done long form, and had never performed at Huge. And he's a great guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But by the way, I say that only knowing him from Facebook because I missed that show. <laughs> oh, that's right. You weren't there, were yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Uh, Philip, can we edit that out? Yeah. Uh, what are we taking out? Uh, the the part where uh, I, I just don't want to embarrass Drew for not being at a show that's... Uh... <laughs> that's my show. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, here's the thing. Anything else you want out? <laughs> uh, not yet so far, but okay. you know, we'll, I'm sure there will be more. Okay, sure. All right, cool. In my defense, Philip, <laughs> you don't need to edit that out. I was having a baby because both people have a baby, not just the lady, right? Yeah. And I knew that was coming, so sure. I had put backups in place. That's right. Yes. You, you did. Um, I had Dan Jaquette covered for me that night. Uh, who is also awesome. Right, 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 right. So we hear. Right, right. No one was there to prove that. Yeah, no, the show no. must go on <laughs> even if you had a baby the day before. Right. As far as I know, nobody was there. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I did the show the first run, yep. uh, which is way back in 2012 or 2013. This I was can't remember. summer of 2013. Summer of 2013. I invited you. You invited Joe Bozick. I invited Bozick, and Bozick invited Megan Wolf. Megan Wolf, yeah. That was one of the most fun shows I think I've ever been a part of. Totally. Megan uh, Wolf got invited this run. Oh, great. Uh, she's so much fun. And got Bozick. Oh, man, that guy's good. Uh, he's, he's no Mike Fotis, but <laughs> <laughs> ooh, start a riff there. <laughs> uh, I, I just love his physicality. Uh, it's it's so much fun. Totally. Um, what I noticed when we met, which was right before the show, uh, we just decided what we were going to do. Totally. Uh, and we decided right then and there, and then we didn't even really practice. We didn't really even warm up. Uh, and that was us. And I'm guessing it might be different for different groups, but. Not only are you bringing different people each week, but I believe you're bringing different forms sometimes too. Is that correct? Correct. It's it's really up to each group each week. So we get together, uh, check in, talk about what we like to do in improv, and then say, hey, what, is there anything anybody wants to do? Something yeah. they've had in their mind. I would say 60-70% of the time it ends up montage. just being agreeing we're going to do a montage. Even those montages, though, can turn into something else. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's other times where it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's do a monoscene. Mm -hmm. uh, or we've done a Laurent, uh We've done miniature Laurens into montages. Uh, and then there have been things that I don't even know what you would call it, just an idea that we played with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, for ours, I think it was a pylon. So we couldn't cut the scene until everybody had done something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the scene. I mean, even if it was a sound effect or whatnot. Which, you know, is a fun little game that the audience might not even notice. Oh, totally. Yeah. Anyway, what are some of the... Because uh, each show is going to be completely different. Totally. This run was... They were all different. Mm -hmm. What are some of the highlights that you can think of from, from this particular show that are just... That show that sort of uh, dynamic in, in this particular uh, show? Some of my favorite stuff this week, or this week, this during this run, uh, the the last week I invited Erin May as my friend. She just moved back from L.A. Okay. Uh, so it was combining two of my passions, 
uh, guest-based improv and welcoming people to the Minneapolis yeah, improv community. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're also part of the away team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, et cetera. So I, I invited her. Uh, she invited Gubby, who'd been in our uh, throwback group sure. in 2013. And then uh, she invited Jen Van, Van Cam. Van Cam. Van Cam. I have to pr- get the pronunciations right. Uh, and we, it was an awesome show. But Jen got the suggestion, and it was... Give me a letter of the alphabet. It was L, and give me uh, something that starts with L, and it was lemon. And I just was like, "Oh, it's it's a kid's book." And I stepped right up and started doing like A is for Brian, L is for, and uh, Aaron stepped out and did the scene with me, and she took it as somebody who was counseling me through a breakup, oh, uh, which just set up an easy awesome. and perfect game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, and that like right away, it was so cool because I hadn't improvised with her in three years, mm-hmm. uh, and last time we improvised together. She hadn't, well, I think she was working out in LA with people who are really into game of scene. So when I'd improvised with her before, I don't think she was doing game yet that hard. Uh, so I had no idea. And like she made just a clear gameplay move right away. And I was like, oh, got this. Let's uh-huh. go. Sure. It, it ran. It was, it was great. Uh, but then plenty of other amazing scenes uh, with folks where that wasn't, that wasn't the case at all, mm-hmm. where it's, we were just able to ease into a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about game and scene a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. Because this is also one of the things that you're kind of big on ar- around here uh, compared to a lot of people which don't necessarily play up game. Sure. They might play games by accident, but they uh, but don't necessarily hit it quite as hard. Uh, what is it about game in scene? Well, first of all, could you kind of explain what game of the scene is for anybody that might not know? And uh, and then what is it about game of the scene that, that like attracts you to it? Sure. I'll say it super fast in somewhat UCB-like terms. Sure. Uh, you establish a base reality using yes and. Mm-hmm. Once an unusual thing happens, you switch from yes and to if then, and you play the pattern of that unusual thing. Cool. That's it. That's all of Game of the Scene. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that can occur whenever people aren't necessarily either actively playing game or at least somewhat aware of game mm-hmm. is they can either miss unusual things or they can fail to play the pattern. Right. Uh, or if there's a third thing, they can add extra unusual things. And then you're playing a split game, which is... Right. There can just... I mean, you can have multiple things, especially over the course of a long improv. You can absolutely have multiple games going sure. uh, over the course of a, of a, of a long form. But really within one scene, if you're playing it strictly, it's what is that thing? And then how are we going to play the pattern of that using if then? Yeah. And, and what attracts you to game of the scene? Like what, what is it that, that keeps you coming back like, I want to do this, I want to hit this hard? I think it's one of the best ways to set up humor in improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're not necessarily setting out to do humor... There's lots of ways to sure. get into improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are setting out to hum- to do humor, I think it's one of the best tools available. If I have a, a, a thing that makes me cringe, it's games that got, get missed yeah. and then games that get cut early of people either don't realize they have something and miss it or get something and it's like, yes, there it is. We got it. And then the edit happens. Uh, that that can happen a lot whenever people aren't necessarily actively trying to play because they're like, oh, sweet, we finally hit a funny thing. And it's like, you had the beginning of a game. You could have really mined yeah. that all the way out and instead an edit happened. It really bothers me when either a game gets called out uh, right before like the pinnacle or something like that as an, uh, like it's an idea. The idea is that it's going to be the tag, mm-hmm. but calling out a game virtually never works. Uh, oh, it drives me crazy. So what's interesting about game of the scene being my 
somewhat personal brand in Minneapolis yeah, right. is that I actually think I enjoy playing slow and taking my time and not necessarily playing game better. However, Minneapolis is really good at that already. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of people who are good at teaching that style and playing in that style, but it felt like there was more of a void on the game side. And I think that's why with when, when I teach, I tilt harder in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but style wise, I, I enjoy playing either way. Sure. I say either like there's only two ways. Yeah. Well, there are, <laughs> there are only two ways. There's, there's, everything's a binary, right? Right. It just makes it easier for our brains to work with it. Totally. Philip, you can cut that last part out. I better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your run is over. Yes. Correct. The, this run of my friend's friend's friend just came to an end. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, so my friend's friend's end. <laughs> my, my, my friend's 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 end. It was a good run. We had I had like such a fun mix of uh, of friends. Like to take everybody you could potentially invite, and then whittle that down to a list of people who you want to invite, mm-hmm. and then to see who they invite and see who they invite. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, can help with the whittling it down because I invited Dylan Rohde from Omaha. Yeah. And he invited uh, Brian Santa Maria, who invited Bet Bentley, which yeah. meant I didn't have to invite either of those. It crossed right. them off my list for me, which was nice. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a really good show, by the way. That, that one I did go to. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, that was another thing I'd wanted to do for a while, which was invite somebody from out of town to get them to come to Minneapolis to see what we have going on, but also to give them mm-hmm. an opportunity to, to be a part of all this stuff. Dylan's so fun because uh, he does have that sort of hybrid game mm-hmm. slash like game but relationship game totally he's done a really good job of learning it strictly but then putting it into his own words yeah putting his own spins on things Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i have a question Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have um guidelines that you give or what are your guidelines for inviting guests friends if people ask i'll be more prescriptive but if they don't, I keep it pretty broad and say you can invite anyone in the world mm-hmm. uh, as long as they can come. And if they're the third friend, as long as they can invite a fourth friend. Uh, so those are the guidelines. I don't think anyone's ever invited a non-improviser, but I wouldn't have a problem with that. That, mm-hmm. would, be, that would be just fine with me. But I'll usually throw out of if, if they're like, hey, help me out with this. It's think of people who you love improvising with who you don't get to improvise with enough right people who you used to improvise with who you don't get to improvise with anymore or aspirationally someone who you've just always wanted to improvise with Mm -hmm. like those are those those provide interesting ones i love it whenever i mean people surprise me either way like Mm -hmm. uh, i think in the first run way back when i invited molly Mm -hmm. uh, who invited mike fotis yeah and she was like nervous to ask him Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Mike Fotis invited Michael Dallavala. Like, yeah. No offense, Michael, but that wasn't an aspirational ask. And <laughs> <laughs> you know he's sitting at home eating a burger going, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I saw uh, recently he's trying to eat less red meat. I know. Yeah, yeah, probably not a burger, probably a chicken sandwich. Yeah, working wonders for those calves. <laughs> God, those calves. Pretty soon he'll be in Lindenville. <laughs> Calf-wise. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I've run my toe up that. I know. <laughs> All these callbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, rapid-fire questions. Okay. This is a new segment. This is a new segment. Yeah. Does it have a name? No. No. Could you help name it, actually? We're taking suggestions. Sure. Fast yeah. drama. Uh, 
Uh, well, maybe wait till after the segment. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you know, get to know it. Yeah. Let, let's say, uh, okay, if you could improvise with anybody from history, who would it be? Amy Poehler. All right. Solid. Yeah. Okay. That's an aspirational. That's an aspirational. Drop. Ask, Why haven't yeah. you asked her yet? I should reach out to Amy Poehler, right? I know at least a few people who know her. Yeah, why didn't I invite Amy Poehler? Yeah, next season, you guys. Did, I, did you guys, did you ever hear about the, the Diddy Gethard campaign? Do you ever watch the Chris Gethard show? I, I, yeah, I, oh, I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, Chris Gethard did a campaign on Twitter. It was hashtag Diddy, it looks like Get Hard, but it's Diddy Gethard. Uh, and it was to get P. Diddy to come on his cable access show. And it eventually worked. I think he worked. I think he wor- he tried this for like a year before it happened. Mm-hmm. And awesome. he got yeah, he got Puffy to come on his show. Awesome. And I think I talked about this on uh, on here before when uh, when Chico uh, when Eric Heiberg uh, asked uh, what would you do for a TED talk, uh, and I ended up talking about I saw Amanda Plummer do a TED talk on the power of asking mm-hmm. and how often people will say yes if you just ask mm-hmm. uh it's an amazing ted talk uh, i'm not going to do it justice just recalling it but everybody look up amanda Plummer's ted talk on asking the power of asking are you asking me a ted talk question it, yes uh what is the most powerful ted talk uh you've ever seen the, the, i think the one that grabbed me the most was the one by roman mars on flags hmm. just because it was so mundane it was on city flags and the importance of having good design in your city flags and how most city flags suck. He gave the example, I mean, everyone who watched the TED Talk, that Chicago has a really cool city flag, and it's got great design, and people of Chicago love it and fly it and wear it, and cities like Minneapolis have horseshit uh, city flags with crappy design, and you barely even know what it looks like as a result. Hmm. It was really good. Hmm. But just the idea that that good design can make something mundane great. That's very interesting, actually. Okay, uh, if you could... uh inject any anything like whether whether it's a form whether it's a technique or something into your show of my friend's friend's friend uh what would you do differently than is currently there i secretly always wanted to say this but i don't try to push form myself yeah right uh i wanted i i so i I shouldn't push my own ideas i should save them for future shows or you should save them for podcasts (laughs) right 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 I've been trying to make the time machine form happen for years, okay, and I just never have. And it would be where you come out and ask the audience for a year, and then you do a show in that year. Uh huh. So the the future, if if you get 1945, then you're doing a show in 1945. So I came in several times, being like, "Man, it'd be sweet to do that," but yeah. I'm not going to ask people to do it because that's fucking hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would be pushing my own uh, my own agenda. Out of all of the my friends, 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 uh, oh no, that's that's not cool. I was going to ask you to create an all star team. You, I mean, I don't know if I can say it out loud, but I certainly think it as it's happening. Well, I mean, w- <laughs> what I mean is uh, people who I don't mean an all star team in the sense that these are the best, but who really surprised you in that particular format? I don't know if I'd say surprise, but. The the last one I did, the show w- clicked on all cylinders, and afterwards mm-hmm. everyone's like, "We should do this again." Yeah, like, and every time somebody says we should do this again, but you can tell whether they mean it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that case, it really the one with Aaron uh, Gubby and uh, and uh, Jen mm-hmm. uh, really clicked like that. And uh, one where I invited L.J. Johnson, and she invited Adam Litz, 
and he invited Samantha Baker Harris. Oh, had a, had a similar vibe to a it. Great lineup. Oh yeah, no. Afterwards, yeah. we were like, all right. After everyone has their babies and are settled back in, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I hadn't had my baby yet, LJ, and LJ and Sam and both Sam. have babies yeah. coming. Adam, Adam, I don't know that he has a baby coming, but. Yeah, we're like, let's get back together in six to 12 months. But he does shave his head frequently. Right, right, so, right, right. Like a baby? No, I'm just saying he has things to do. Okay. <laughs> it's busy. Uh, we should probably cut that part out. We, yeah, we better. Yeah. I don't look good in that exchange. Finally, what is your favorite word to say on stage? My favorite word to say on stage, the word that I probably say the most mm-hmm. is hey. Mm. Hey. Nice. Yeah. I think I say hey a lot. Like <laughs> grabs your scene partner's attention. Hey you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Jimmy. Oh, I yeah. remember that voice. And now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call Philip's Corner. Philip's Corner. Yeah. I harmonized on that one. That was beautiful. Welcome to Philip's Corner. Thank you. Uh, this is the part of the show where I ask you questions. First question, do you have a name for Matt's, or do you want to stick with the uh, with the one he threw up before you knew what it was? Oh, for, for Matt's segment? For Matt's segment. How about quick questions, quick answers? I think we've had that before. Another tally after that suggestion. Should we, should we unfurl it a little bit further? Quick things you'd like to know right now. Similarly paced uh, responses. Okay, I think that's less marketable. But if you <laughs> if you like it, then who am I to judge? Um, Philip's questions are the ones that come from Philip, and they are questions because they have question marks at the end of them. I understand. I'm adjusting adjusting myself so I can look deep in your eyes. Yes, I will look deep into your eyes. Longtime fan of this new segment. It's brand new. Drew. Yes, Philip. You ever been on jury duty? I've been called, but I've not had the pleasure of serving. Were you like in the booth getting the questions or were you just like down in the basement in the pool? I didn't even get to go into the courthouse. They told me they didn't need me before. Like, and I was excited. Like I'd marked time off on my calendar, everything. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. You were, you were gung ho for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, nope, you don't need to come in today. I was like, Whoa. What? I am terrified of it. I've had to, I've been called and I hung out in the pool once and then did get called up for one for one. And then they, you know, there's the pool, the juries in the box and then the, the lawyers get to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. And I got eliminated in the first round of questions. I think I was too similar, like a young man to the defendant. How long ago was this? This was right after college. Right after college. So was the question maybe like, what's up with that Cubs hat? <laughs> Is that what the lawyer asked you? I wonder if I was wearing I probably... I don't know if I was wearing it in the courtroom. I do know this was... And, and the defendant was Sammy Sosa. <laughs> this was, this was um, right in between my summer job. My summer job had just ended. And then right after jury duty, I was going to go live in my van for a year. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, is it, you know, everyone's like, oh, is, can you be on a juror, jury for now? Like, is it interfere with work? And when they asked me, I was like, I literally have nothing else to do right now. They're, they were like, can you tell us more about this van? <laughs> uh, yes, and I refused to. Mm. Perjury. Then I, then I spent that two weeks that I would have been on jury duty in court jail. Mm. Which when, was pretty great compared to a van. 
when you said you were going to go live in your van for a year, like that was a choice. Like, I think I'd like to spend about a year in a van. Uh, yeah, I lived in a van and drove around the 48 states. BA. Has that a, been covered on this podcast before? I don't think that's come up. No. Wow. That's because this Although, is not about me. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. First of all, let's cut that out. Um, oh, let's definitely <laughs> cut that out. Um, our 100th episode is coming up where I think we've talked about for a long time. The 100th episode, we're going to try to get somebody to interview us. That's that's just true. And so, we should start looking at that. Yeah, maybe we should, uh, you know, maybe that'll come out. That story will come out a little bit more. Ooh, so teaser for a hundredth episode. There's some broadcasting professionals who improvise, right? You could really, you could really get a person in here. We could, we could get Tom Weber. Yeah, wouldn't aspirational ask. <laughs> well, if you're going to go aspirational, I'd try for like Kai Rizdal, but Tom Weber do. Let's reset, Drew. <laughs> yes, Drew. yes <clears throat> What are your initials? And what what is a what's that thing where the first letter is a thing? An acronym. I guess. What's an acronym that describes you from your initials? My initials are DPK. Is acronym what we were going for? You could make an acrostic poem. Acrostic. That's what I was hoping. Oh, like dank party Kilmer. <laughs> what's a Kilmer? That's like Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer? Yeah, are you yeah, related yeah. to Val Kilmer? Well, my son's name is Val, so pretty much, yeah. Or like Bud Kilmer, the evil coach from uh, from that Texas uh, football oh, movie. Yeah, not Friday Night Lights, but no. Varsity Blues. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Phil Philip's laughing like he hasn't seen that movie. I have not. Okay, sorry. Focus deep in the eyes. If you were a coach, what would you coach, and how would you coach? I would like to be a professional baby name coach. Ooh, I would coach people through the selection of their baby names. What advice do you get? Like your your one living example, you went with Val. I have two. Oh, I've had the second one. The second one now exists. Ooh, and what's the naming process like? Uh, well, do you want to know my process, or do you want to know how I'd coach? Because like, it's like do as I say, not as I do necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, explain mm-hmm. the difference between. Well, the my two. number one advice to people is to familiarize yourself with the data. It doesn't mean you have to try for a, a, an, an exceptional, uh, unique name. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to avoid popular names, but you should know what you're doing. I don't want people to name their kid Henry and not know that Henry is an extremely popular name. If you name your kid Henry, go in knowing that and don't, don't do it on accident. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my advice to people. Or Khaleesi. Or Khaleesi. By the way, I pitched Khaleesi as a name. And here's the thing. Khaleesi is probably going to hit the top 1,000 for girls' names if it hasn't. But that doesn't mean it's suddenly going to become the McKenzie of this decade. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not going to get that big. If you like a name, go with it. What's the new baby name? The new baby's name is Casey Gary Kirsten. Casey was one of seven boy names that we, had, so that we went in with and wrote on a whiteboard because we weren't sure about boys' names. Uh, because we mostly had uh, – we, we were more excited about girls' names. And it came out a boy. Ooh, talk about your disappointment of of it not of having being. a boy. <laughs> I was genuinely 50-50 boy girl. However, I was considerably more excited about the girl name that I liked. I liked the name Winona hmm. and mm-hmm. Winona or uh, and Winnie for short. I was really into that name. And in fact, I was saving all of my baby name arguing to win that one if need be. To so win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That second high five was me high fiving myself. Right. It was it was the Foley, yeah, five. Yeah, I have a passion for baby names and data and that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Final question. Top five baby name suggestions. That I've ever been given or that I would give out myself? That you would give. Oh, well, I'll give out some of the ones we didn't go with. How about that? These aren't just hypothetical. These are names that anyone can now have because we're theoretically done having kids. Uh, Names that we didn't go with for boy. Ferris made the top uh, the finals and did not get selected. Liev didn't make the didn't make the cut because is it Liev or Liv and they'd go through life having to explain that one. Uh, Cal, we really liked Cal. Uh, that's three, right? But it's like Val and Cal. That's a bit too. Say. That's a bit too cutesy, right? It's, it's too bad because Cal's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jude was a name that uh, I really liked. You know that Jude didn't make the finals, but I'll I'll mention that I really liked it. My wife didn't like it as much as me. And then uh, the other one that was the finalist next to Casey that made it to top two was Wesley, which is Val's middle name. But and we would have pulled that forward because I found out in looking at uh, my family history mm-hmm. that that's happened before. My great grandpa they named all of their boys right down the line. Like it was Frank, Robert, Robert, August, August. It, like it, that's it kept great. going like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, Oh, we like Wesley. Well, let's just go with it. It's yeah, like yeah. the friends, friends, friend of naming. Damn right. Ooh, connections. <laughs> and that, that has been me. Phillips corner. Great. Let's just cut that out. <laughs> the segment, <laughs> the whole segment. It's a new, it's a new segment. Sometimes oh, new segments work. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. I'll try right. again someday. You ready to do some improv? Yeah. Uh, hey, Drew, thanks for inviting me. I invited my friend Philip. And I am inviting Drew because I don't have anyone else to invite. Uh, okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, I guess how we usually get started is we'll just check in. I, I like to do stretch in a story. Sure. So if you just want to, we'll start over here with Philip uh, just because you're to my left. Just stretch and just check in. Is there anything that's going on in your week, in your life that you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Um, okay, so I was really looking forward to mowing yesterday, mm-hmm. and then obviously mm-hmm. it rained, mm-hmm. which ruined my entire day. It really did, because uh, I don't work on Fridays anymore, and so like, oh good, Friday's a good mowing day. But last week, I ended up working on Friday, because I the, the woman that works on Fridays, her son was getting married, so she was um, gone, so I covered that. Friday, and then the week before that, I had a couple of comedy sports shows during the day, so it was three solid weeks of not mowing, and then I finally had a day where I could do it, and I woke up, and it was raining, and I was depressed the rest of the day. It just ruined my day. Is it like a forest out there? It's really long, yeah. It's going to seed. Mm. We've had a lot of rain. Yeah, absolutely. Quite a bit of rain. Mm -hmm. Uh, How about you, Matt? Just checking in. Sure. Um, Well, uh, Earlier this week, I uh, I haven't been bringing lunches to school, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you remember, but we've had a lot of rain this week. So at the end of my personal break, it's it's the uh, prep hour during, at school. It runs right into lunch hour, so I have time to be able to run out and grab lunch and come back and eat it and all that stuff, so... As I was going to do that, I noticed that it was a torrential downpour Mm. outside. And even though my car was only about, you know, 80 feet away, I didn't have a raincoat or umbrella. So I decided to go anyway. Mm. 80 feet is a long, long way in a torrential downpour. That'll get you wet. Real wet. And I still had two classes to teach the rest of the day. It's pretty uncomfortable. Wet is a fireman's dreams. Thank you for sharing. I guess uh, if you guys don't mind me getting personal with my check-in time. No, go. I, too, uh, dealt with the rain 
I guess the goblin that lives in my anus doesn't like doesn't like it when there's stormy weather. Of course. And he uh, he yells at me. We have a combative relationship. Oh boy, the goblin and I. And uh, he didn't want to have to go to work, even though he doesn't actually work. He just lives in my anus, right? But he's like, I have to go where you go because I live in your anus. And if, if it's going to be raining outside and there's thunder, I get scared. And we had quite a dust up, he and I. But how did it turn out? I threatened to shit him out. And? I, I didn't. I didn't. We, we reconciled, got an umbrella, and we, 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 went, to, we went to work together. Okay. We, we agreed to talk it through. Did you still have noodles and company? Of course. Yeah, okay. I mean, I had a lunch date. Yeah, of okay. course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. so confused. Is the is the little anus goblin just like your inner not wanting to to do adult things, or I, th- I or is it like some people when it rains like their bad knee aches? And I thought you, like rain gave you diarrhea. I would love to answer that question, but it's actually my goblin's turn to check in. Oh, okay. Yeah, let check in you with don't the goblin. Mind, just let me <clears throat> adjust. Yeah, move the mic down. I've had a tough week. I guess. I heard you fellas talking about rain, and I just was like, oh, man, every time it rains, it's going to make it's going to make Drew, who I live inside, probably think, oh, I could use comfort food. So he's going to make pot roast or chili. He's probably going to drink several IPAs. That's just bad news if you live in an anus. Anyway. I, sh- I shoot this all negative. I'm excited to do a show with you guys tonight. I've been really working hard on my characters and my initiations. So let's just have fun out there. Cool. We found our fourth. Yeah. yeah. He did seem to take to you, Philip. Yeah, I have a good rapport with anus goblins. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's going to be a great show, you guys. Let's just yeah. really have fun up there. Yeah. Um, I should say... Uh, we're all people who haven't done a show together before, so if anybody has any boundaries uh, that they uh, that they personally have on stage, uh, it, now's a great time to I'm share. Kind those. of a wonky left knee. Wonky Other, left otherwise, knee. I'm okay. good. No pickups. No, no pickups. Yeah, I, I'm good with anything. How close can I get to your anus goblin? I you. I mean, you should address the anus goblin, not me. Okay. Well, let me. Well, before he answers, I'll just say I'm fine. It, we can go anywhere and do anything. Uh, play at the top of your intelligence. I'm fine with that, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, play all, all at the top of your intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've been burned one too many times on stage. And I, I just, I would prefer that if people would respect my boundaries, and I'm going to lay them out into detail right yes, now. Yes, please do. Yeah. I'm glad to know them. Okay. Uh, please don't use the term goblin. That's what I call myself, but oh. please don't call me oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all that I knew to say. What would you prefer us to call I, I would pr- prefer to be called an ass monster. Ass monster. Yes. that's okay. what that, that's, if, So if you're going to address me as, as a version of myself, and that's what, again, I've been working on playing versions of myself, you just call me an ass monster. That's, sure. I, that's, that's the main thing. I don't want to go into my whole laundry list. Sure. Uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, guys, going to be super fun. Super fun when 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 we get up there. Uh, it's fairly simple. Uh, the tech, yeah, Matt. You have I was I was just gonna say. Um, I I want you guys to pay attention uh, if you could. Maybe give me some notes afterwards. I've been really working on playing low status characters. Really like 
strong. Like, you know, at, definitely at the top. Of, when you said earlier, play at the top of your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that I really want to take to heart. I admire people who can play, you, you know, dumb characters really strongly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what I'm going for. I want to play smart characters no matter what type of characters they are if i may and Mm -hmm. i do i of course direct and coach improv but this is this is a fun time so it's like i don't want to have i don't want to have to perform with you and then give notes that said okay okay uh, my my ass monster as we now know he prefers to be called he's he's more comfortable with that so if the ass monster will give notes yeah 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 cool we cut to after the show Matt, when when you came out in that second beat uh-huh. and you brought up your Delhi character, yeah, uh, it was like I wasn't sure what you were going for there. But I was I was just really trying to uh, re- recreate the the dynamic of the the characters from the first uh, scene. But, from, but were from, you doing an, a? Were you doing it in an, an analogously? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was I was looking for an analogous scene, but it didn't seem like anybody was picking up on it. it see, I, that's the thing is that you. I think you went one too many steps away. See, yeah. like me. It, uh, let me put it into ass monster terms okay. for you. If I can put it into ass monster, like if I get shit out on Monday, and then I come back on Tuesday. And I get shit out again. Yeah, that's not analogous. That's a time dash. Oh, that's a time dash. And also, the unusual thing was that the deli sold human meat. Correct. So we already had the game of the scene. And I was trying to play a. Di- we were really cross purposes, and that was my fault. I get it. Well, it's not anyone's fault. We just we didn't connect on that one scene. No biggie, no biggie. Hey, who wants to go get me a dollar beer? I only brought my credit card. Um, well, they have IPAs, but they're only session IPAs. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, John. Yeah? Did you hear they're, they're going to move our cubicles? Yeah, I'm stoked. Okay. Uh, oh, here they come. They got a company to move us. We don't even have to do anything. We just take a long lunch, and when we're back, we're in a new cubicle. This is happening today? Yeah. I, I didn't clear out my personal effects. <gasps> that's fine. That's fine. They'll take care. I mean, you can't guarantee that they're all going to be safe Did and in the same place. Do you think this is a little odd that we get an email saying that we're going to move offices and then what appears to be like <laughs> heavy construction equipment shows up and starts bulldozing cubicles? GM doesn't mess around. They get things done immediately and I love them for it. You don't have to tell me what GM does. I've been a union GM man for 22 years, but we got an email from GM. We didn't get an email from the union rep. That we sh- I'm going I'm to file a complaint. You've got mail. Oh, hold on. The union says everything is okay. Don't complain. Turns out the union says everything's okay. I'm not going to complain. You're just, you're just mind is made up like that? What a shell. I'm a shill. I'm a union man. I've been I've been in this union for 22 years. Are you not? I opted out. Excuse me. I didn't want to pay the the fee, the initiation fee. I'm I'm a freelance GM employee. I'm not in the union, yeah. and I'm stoked about this movement. Get your hands off that keyboard. That's a union keyboard. No, that's a GM keyboard. Okay, that's a company issue keyboard. <laughs> you unions. 
You think you're you think you're more powerful than the company? I, I yes. That is exactly the purpose of a union is that together when we hold hands, when we link arms, that we can do anything, even take down GM if necessary. You know, I'm going to tell them to put my cubicle on top of your cubicle. Boys, <laughs> stack them. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? That's not a problem. Union, come together. Hold me up, boys. Hold me up. Hold me up. Can you take me higher? Hey, uh, uh, what's the story with your lawnmower, bro? You say hey to me every day. And, okay, my lawnmower's a little fucked up, but I'm a little bit more concerned with how you're talking to me right now. I've asked you repeatedly, please don't say hey to me. That's what my drill sergeant used to say to me every day. It really fucks me up, man. Hey, watch out! Today's newspaper coming in! Hey, watch it! Oh, God damn it! Did you... I just hit the ground. Did you say that your drill sergeant used to say hey to you? Yes! It it brings back terrible, terrible PTSD for me. That sounds like a fairly informal drill sergeant. Cut to that. Hey! Ah, Yes, sir! Hey! Yes, sir! Hey, guys. Sir, yes, sir! Uh, Look, we're going to go on a march... uh, Look, I know it's early, but you know what? Hey, what can you do? Sometimes people fight early in the morning. So, uh, hey, hey, sir, hey you, uh, you, Private Thomas? Yes, you are terrifying me, sir. Oh, hey, sorry. Okay, I'll use uh, softer tones. Oh, hey, hey, man, could you do me five sit-ups right now, just as a favor? Please, 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 Private Thomas? I can't move. Hey, yeah, you can. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, you're becoming a super soldier. Hey, guy. Look, whenever you feel weak, just think, hey, my my drill sergeant knows that I can do this. Hey, I'm a good guy. I'm Hey, I'm a good soldier. Hey, you can do it, Private Thomas. Later that day. Thomas, what the fuck? He just won't leave me alone. He just won't. It's like he has a vendetta against me, and I can't get to the fifth setup. Thomas, if you can't pull your shit together, we're all going to be in deep shit. If I have to do one more set of three (laughs) push-ups, it's going to be the death of me. He is just the most terrifying human I've ever encountered in my life. I'm scared shitless of him too, but I run the 35 yards, I puke, and I move on with my life. Hey guys, you're almost you're almost late for dinner. Come on, let's go to the mess hall. What's gonna be waiting for us there? Another four pull-ups? Hey, my mom sent cupcakes. I'll share with you guys. Hey, Carrie? Uh yeah. What time is the agency coming over? I uh I lost my calendar. Uh the agency is coming over at eight fifteen PM Pacific Standard Time. Carrie, has it been hard having a gender neutral name your whole life? Um well, no, it has not been hard. Well, because, I mean, you're, you're a guy named Carrie, right? But Carrie's more traditionally a lady's name, uh, statistically speaking. Uh, I mean, do people assume, did it, like if they haven't met you, do they, do they assume the, the things? People shouldn't assume things about anybody. I know, they, I know they shouldn't, buddy, but, I mean, look at me. My name, John Baxter. Simple. People, people know Mr. Baxter, straightforward, easy. 
Right. They, they look you up in the phone book and give you a jingle. It's Carrie. Huh. So you're wondering if my life is difficult. Here's the thing. My wife and I are trying to come up with names. We've got a boy on the way. Oh. We've got a boy on the way. That's exciting. She's pushing for the name Carrie. Mm-hmm. I like the name Paul. I I, just, I put a lot of weight on you with that one. I asked you about how you like your own name and whether I should use it. I am not sorry for one moment that I've been named Carrie. And it is, well, biologically, it is a boy. Paul. Uh, it does have a penis. Paul. Uh, oh, you're going with Paul. What, Paul. A, what a clear choice. Um, okay. I don't think so. I think I prefer to call it Carrie. Oh, oh, there's still a disp- uh, I just need to know what to put on the um, on the birth certificate. Carrie? Paul. Carrie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. So it. tell me, how did your parents come up with the name Perry? P-A-R-Y. Well, it's actually uh, an acrostic. Oh, what does that mean? Let me pour some more Chardonnay. I want to hear this. Well, they knew what they what type of person they wanted me to be. They wanted me to be... God, that's good Chardonnay. Punctual. Mm-hmm. Early, even. Of course. Rigorously trained. Right all of the time. Mm-hmm. And why not have a cool name? So, so putting that all together, they came up with the name Perry. Interesting, interesting. My name's, of course, Diane. I suppose that's because my parents wanted me to be dreary, <laughs> insipid, assholish, <laughs> negative, and effervescent. You know, like, like this Chardonnay. Absolutely. You know, words are powerful. I, I couldn't help it overhear you, but uh, as the waiter at this establishment, uh, my name is Genevieve. Yeah. Uh, and that's because my parents wanted to me wanted me to be generic, mm-hmm. euthanized, <laughs> necrotic, also effervescent, mm-hmm. vivacious, mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. energetic, mm-hmm. virginal, mm-hmm. and ebullient. Is that it, or didn't they include your middle name? Oh, they did include my middle name. My middle name is Clytemnestra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Larry, Larry. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on, uh, Gomez? I haven't seen you in a while. No, it's because I've been getting ready for a big garage sale. Oh, 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 shit. Are you going to give me back all my stuff before you sell it? I don't know that it's your stuff anymore. Um, Finders Keepers doesn't work when you're an adult, Gomez. I think it does. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to be a jerk here, but you had stuff you lost. I found it. I had it as my own, and now I'm going to sell it at a garage sale for. Profit. I will Rochambeau you for it. I will not Rochambeau you for it. You, if you want your stuff, you can get up on Friday morning. If you really, if you're serious, you'll be at the garage sale on Friday morning. It's Saturday afternoon. It's not going to do. It'll be sold, and and you'll come with cash. Uh, I will, uh, pl- uh, play you in beer pong. Okay. Uh, while I'm good at beer pong and would have a very good chance of winning, I have already made out little labels. I've already borrowed a card table from my neighbor and I've got them staged in my garage. Uh, Can, so what you're doing is theory. It's, it's not fair. It's theory. Thievery. 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 Like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yeah. Okay. I can see how to somebody 
uninitiated, they would think this is thievery. That if somebody lost something and somebody you, else found it, they you, should give it back to them. That's not how it happened at all. You borrowed my stuff and then you're selling it. That's true, I admit it. I borrowed your stuff and now I'm selling it. Because it deserves better than you or me. That's the truth. Wow. That's the first time you've ever dropped truth on me. What are, we, what are either of us going to do with that mix, Master? What are either of us going to do with that PlayStation 2? You know, you're right. What are we really arguing about? Maybe it's because we just don't like each other in some other way, and we use things as a way to facilitate our disagreements. Or maybe we really actually like each other very much, but we don't want to recognize it. How much for this pile of mail that's addressed to the house next door to yours? You son of a bitch! <laughs> Sold! Uh, hey. 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 Um, hey. Sup? How you doing? Hey, um... <clears throat> uh, yeah, you uh, li- listen, listen, mm. um... Hey, 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 Hey. 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 Do you guys ever think about how the way you talk was influenced by where you grew up? Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like like you, where 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 were you born? I was born in uh Colorado. Mhm. Out not a, not a not one of the towns. I was uh my parents were on a road trip and so I was about halfway uh to Denver, uh right on the road there, uh just in the back of the of the minivan. Uh, they had to pull over, and that's where I was birthed. And so I feel like uh, that makes my language very transitional. Yeah, I can. I guess I can hear that in your voice. Yeah, there's no clear, like, regional dialect. It's it's the language of the road. Or do you think Do you think we're hearing, like, that you were born in Chicago, or sorry, in Colorado, but but uh, but lived elsewhere? Or do you think we're hearing that you had the kind of parents who would, who would road birth you? Uh, it's. I mean, it's a nature versus nurture, almost. Uh, who can say? Oh, there's so many factors uh, making the change. Also, uh, I had uh, I had nodes, I had nodes on my 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 cords, my vocal cords, and I had to scrape those off, and that deepened my voice considerably. So there's some of that too. Some of it's not even uh, natural. Some of it's man-made. Oof. Tell you what. You've had a life. Oh, I can tell you. Then there's me. I probably talk just like where I was born. And uh, and and where was that? Mississippi. You were you were born in Mississippi. Yes, that's a Mississippi accent. Yes, I've I've, I've not 
I mean, I guess I've heard that the settlers of Mississippi were were British in nature, but I think that was hundreds of years ago. I wouldn't know. I didn't study history. Hmm. You, it's just that you don't sound like a traditional Mississippian. Well, I sound exactly like my parents, and I sound exactly like all of my neighbors and where your parents Where did your parents come from? My parents yeah. came from Mississippi. Hmm. Did they? What like? What are some of the traditional dishes that you ate growing up in Mississippi? Uh, bangers and mash. Okay, that's um, curries. Okay, curries. Okay, yes, curries. Very Not like crawfish. No, I, I don't even know what that is. What's, uh, that's the thing is it's different things. See, some uh, people, some people shepherd's pie. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of meat pies. You, I'm uh, going to be frank with you. Yes? you. You sound like you're from England. That doesn't sound right at all. Did you live in like the village, like like an isolated community in Mississippi that all pretended they were in England? Well, I, I, no. Um, it, was, uh, it was quite a large city. Very old. What's the name of the city? Uh, London. Okay. That's a city in England. That's a city. Okay. I, I know where the confusion uh. is. I perhaps have been misusing the term England. Are you from the United Kingdom? Uh, it's, uh, it's, as far as I know. I mean, is that south of the Mason-Dixon line? No. No, that's uh, north. Uh... Then no, I am definitely from Dixie. Okay. I know something. If you're from Mississippi, you'll understand this. Mm-hmm. What is football? What is Mississippi football? Oh, uh, do you want me to describe the sport? Please. Sure. It's, it's where uh, several gentlemen uh, kick a ball around and attempt to get it into each other's goal. I'm going to need more description because that may or may not be right That so kind of sounds like every sport is yes. putting a ball in a hole. Well, there's a keeper. And then there's, okay, there's some no defensemen. Keeper. The running rebels have never had a keeper. Never once. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand what the problem is. We're all uh, products of, where, of our environments. And I'm clearly from the Deep South. From the Deep South. You're as from the Deep South as this guy still has nodes on his nodes. Yeah, I got no nodes. <laughs> I, I got, well, I mean... It's not just that's only one factor that makes you the person and the the voice that you are. Uh, so maybe he just like watches a lot of uh, BBC America. You you sound like a Taco Bell uh, drive-through operator. Well, uh, it, uh, right after I was born, the first meal that they that they stopped at after the birth was a Taco Bell drive-through. So that imprinted on me. I was like, Kiro, Kiro, Taco Bell. That part of the country? You sure it wasn't a Taco John's? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, in my in the stories that they tell of my birth, it's always Taco Bell. But, you know, memories memories, memories change. Deceptive. People People think that they know how a thing went, and they could be wrong, but it's true to them. Listen. I don't want to call. I mean, that's true. It's sort of like the War of the Roses. It, it really depends on the the point of view. Okay, that's. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds British to me. That sounds British. No, it was a, it was a war between Mississippi and Georgia. Listen, I'm just some kid who grew up in a small town in outer Siberia, and I'm calling bullshit. Okay, I'm calling bullshit here. Because if, if there's one thing that I learned growing up 
in an unnamed, desolate, desolate part of outer Siberia. It's when they call a bullshit artist a bullshit artist. And in, in the Russian language, what, what is the word for bullshit? What's the word for, for bullshit? Yes. It's poopy. Oh, that sounds accurate. It's poopy. Poopy. Yes. Poopy. I've, I feel like as if I've learned something today. Well, you should. Maybe we should just bury the hatchet and drink some traditional Russian whiskey. Would, <laughs> would you prefer moonshine? That, that's my people. Uh, I, I've got half of a Baja Blast left. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, Polar? Ms. Yes. Miss Polar, there's, mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. oh, there's, a, there's a Facebook Messenger message for you. <sighs> Another one. Is this from Drew Kirsten? It's from a Drew Kirsten. Yeah. Uh, he's got some show. It's an improv show. Yes. My friend's friend's friend. I've wanted, oh, you know of it I've been already. wanting to do it forever, but I will just not give him the satisfaction of getting back to him quite yet. Oh, you're, you're just being a dick about it? No. I'm, I'm not a dick, okay? I'm just being, uh, I don't know, uh, coy? I guess maybe a little. Okay, but if you want to say, I don't understand this. He mm-hmm. wants you on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to be on the show. Right. But I, you see, when you reach a certain level of fame, you can't let people know that you want to do stuff right away, especially if they're not famous. I don't, that seems, is it just that you don't know who to ask as, a, as your friend? Okay, first of all, Tina Fey. I didn't uh, want to. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, it sounds like you have a really good improviser friend that you could ask. Yeah, I know where you were going with that. What would you do, Tina, if if somebody was... Or wait, are you upset that he hasn't been asking you? I mean... We cut to huge theater. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for coming out for my friend's friend's friend. It's a super simple show, uh, Amy and uh, Tina. Thanks. Uh, and I'm not sure, I guess you said that Zach Galifianakis missed his flight, so wasn't going to be able to make it. So I asked Tina instead. Okay, great, 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 great. <sighs> And I asked uh, your ass monster. Tina, I know that my ass monster predates me, that of course he's lived in others. Um, we, we, we took uh, classes at Second City together. Yes. We did. My ass monster used to live inside of Chris Farley. Oh my I God, know. your ass monster is Scott Adsit? <laughs> yes, my ass monster is Scott Adsit. A good friend of mine. <laughs> good friend of yours, yes, absolutely. <laughs> He doesn't, I mean, people think that an ass monster, uh, a butt goblin, uh, has to always live. Sorry, uh, they prefer ass monster. Sorry, and I know this is why I should say the right thing, because I meant to say anus goblin, and I said butt goblin, and it's best to just stick with the term. No, yeah, Yeah. if you mix them, that's even worse. Yeah, it's dated. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tina Fey, and I'm sorry to you, Amy Poehler. Look, Uh, it's just, words and names are more important than we realize. I mean... I myself am tough, intellectual, nice, and always, always accommodating of people's preferences. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm awesome. I'm multi-talented, and I'm yay. I was the bald guy on Dirty Rock. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. Thank you to Drew Kirsten, producer and star of My Friend's Friend's Friend. Uh, Drew, uh, how can people check out what's going on with you and what is going on with you? 
uh, the My Friend's Friend's Friend run is over with, but uh, yeah. I have an improv go run coming up. Tim Hellendrung and I are the brand new improv duo Arminius. Wow. Uh, yeah, named after Herman the German in New Ulm, where we're both from. So we are doing a New Ulm, Minnesota-centric improv show the first three Sundays in June at Improv Go. Fun. Cool. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so you can check out that show and many others at Huge Theater. That's Huge Theater uh, 3037 Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. Uh, also go to hugetheater.com for that show and many others. Philip, what's going on with you? On June 8th, this coming Wednesday, the 90s shit and musical comedy show uh, at the Brian Lake Bowl, where we do 90s themed sketch show and uh, some stand ups and some music. This, uh, this show will be politics of the 90s nice. themed. Uh, and then this month's local music scene, musical guest on. The 27th, also at Brian Lake Bowl, is going to be Mama Caught Fire, nice. an amazing trio who you saw on, on the 90s shit show last month. I can't believe that you guys turned the sketch show around in a month. Yeah, we write entirely new sketches in um, under a month. And yeah, and, yeah it's new and, and how long is the show for everybody? Uh, a little uh, 75 minutes, a little over an hour. Yeah. Uh, a lot of new content every every month. A lot. It's phenomenal. Um, cool. Uh, let's see. I've got on Huge Wednesdays, which is eight o'clock uh, Wednesdays at Huge Theater, um, with three other groups. I've got uh, the Sultans of Silly, the winners of this Woo! year's Troika, yeah. uh, are playing. Uh, we started this last Wednesday, and we'll be playing all of June and July. So come check us out. Uh, we will be silly. Uh, so, Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can send us an email to nextatbatpodcast at gmail.com, like us on facebook.com slash nextatbat, and check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it, let us know what you think. Tune in next week when we're going to have at least Doug and Doug from Comedy Sports on uh, Doug Nethercott and Doug Okar. Uh, from Comedy Sports, and also Philip Simondet, who is a regular main stage player over there. That's right. From Comedy Sports on, finally, uh, we've been uh, working on getting them on for quite a while, and it's very exciting to uh, finally have schedules work out and make that happen. So tune in then, uh, but until then, as always, hey. 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 Hey.